everyone, we are live. Welcome to another episode of our wonderful show hosted by Coach Rusi and Coach Trey. And I'm calling myself a coach because it's week zero, baby. We've got our thinking caps on for this <laughs> week. And uh and I'm so pumped, man. I'm uh I'm so excited to get into our official first first week man it's like it's there's not a lot of games but i mean it's still something for us to get hyped about and as degenerates you're just scratching and crawling to get get some bets in whether you like player props parlays or anything like that so welcome to the show man fourth and one we are here trey how are you doing man I'm uh, I'm good, man. I, look, week zero is kind of like bittersweet. Like you're excited that it's here. You know what I mean? Like it is. It's here. It, it's time. Like we've waited all this time for it to come. But then at the same time, you just it's like this close to getting like the full yeah. slate of games. You're you're this close to getting the full slate of games. But we're still gonna get uh we're we're still gonna get you know the college game day crew, man. We're gonna hear some uh some of the the like the the musical breakdowns of it all the commercials are going to start rolling the new i'm sure there's going to be a new athletic commercial coming out in like the first 38 seconds (laughs) but i'm hyped man i'm I'm really excited for it i think we have a lot of good things coming yeah so uh i mean i guess before we get we'll save the uh you know our week zero picks uh you know towards the end of the video i guess uh just to kind of go into that i know there's a couple things you want to get off your chest you've been talking about this uh this whole segment probably to me all week about how this <laughs> this dude goes on the radio and says some uh some ignorant things so i'm gonna give you the floor and let you do your thing man uh tell everyone what's on your mind look i i really thought we were done talking about this and i really want to be after this so hopefully after i give this full debacle of what I'm about to say. Just stay with me here. Uh, we'll be done with this. And I, I hope to God for good. Uh, there was a guy that came on when a really popular podcast, everybody probably knows about it. Crane and company, uh, Jake Crane, does a wonderful job of this, has guests on from all different types of teams, man. He you know, kind of questions them on the different things that you know, they feel. How do you see the team? What's the recruiting look like? What's the fan? But all, you know, all that kind of stuff. And uh, a guy by the name of Brian Driscoll comes on and you read his Twitter handle. This guy's, he works for the Irish breakdown. I, please understand that I, what I'm about to say is no attack to this man. I'm, I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's you know got a life and a family that love him. But when I'm look, so he came down on on Crane and Company, and I'm I'm gonna try my best to quote him. And they asked him, "Does LSU win a national championship under Brian Kelly?" And the man flatly says, "No," which is fine. You say no, I get it. Will provide me context, okay? Because you know how we feel. We, you know, Billy Napier, Brian Kelly. You know, we're, you know, Steve Sarkeesian, we're, we're, we're kind of in, into the woods with this kind of thing. And so I feel really, really victimized by this topic because the, the reasons that the man gave was because he thought that Brian Kelly, here we go with the fit again. He's not the fit. He's not the fit to, to coach in the South because the most Southern place he's ever coached other than Louisiana is now uh, is, is Notre Dame. Okay. And, uh, and says that he's, not going to be able to recruit the way that he's supposed to recruit and that, and I quote, Notre Dame did not have a talent problem. They had a big game production problem because Brian Kelly did not get them ready to perform in the big games. So let me get this straight. You just contradicted yourself because you said that they didn't have, they had a big game production problem and he's not going to be able to recruit. Well, who recruited the talent that Notre Dame had? 
because you said they didn't have a talent a talent problem. So you just contradicted yourself. Who recruited that talent? Okay. So, number one. Number two. Brian Kelly has done this for thirty years, dog. He's done this for thirty years. By the way, the man went on to say that he was ready for him to go since twenty twenty. Brian Kelly's done this for thirty years. I, I don't know Brian Kelly. I've never met Brian Kelly. All I know is that every year when we watch college football, Notre Dame always had a billion wins and very little losses. There's two seasons in, in 32 years of coaching that he's had negative winning seasons on. He's the active winningest head coach in college football. Like we we are for, we are forgetting that. But this guy, who I'm sure is smart because his Twitter handle says that he was a, a, a college football quarterbacks coach and a former receiver in college. Why, why, are, why are we pretending that you can't go 15 minutes on a regular circle away from LSU's campus and get a quarter of your recruiting talent? Running back, quarterback, receiver, lineman. When, you go, when you're in Notre Dame, and I, and I want to break this down, and I'm going to try to keep this to, to a minimum because I'm getting hot. I'm, look, I'm Cecilia. You are hot right now, man. I know no, you've been waiting to talk I, about My blood this. gets hot quick. Let me, let me explain something to you. When Brian Kelly coached at Notre Dame and he wanted to recruit people, he had to get on a plane and fly, period. Okay. You never had the conversation of Notre Dame being in the top five recruiting class. So hats off to them for being close to that now. Okay. <laughs> Great. But what's going to happen week one when they go play Ohio State in the shoe? Get their ass kicked. Okay. So is it going to be a big game production problem at that point? Because now all of a sudden they're recruiting well, right? But when Brian Kelly recruited Notre Dame, he had to go on a plane and fly. When he wanted to go see a quarterback, he went to California and flew. When he wanted to see a running back, he flew down and, 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 and had to go and see the kids. When you want to get a quarterback now, you go 25 minutes down the road and you go see your new, newly committed uh, quarterback. You want to get, have a running back, you go right up the road. There's a, guy, there's a guy in Baton Rouge who I respect a lot. His name is Matt Moscona, and he gives great points about this. And I'm kind of filibustering and, and doing a really poor job of explaining the way that he, he said this. But – it is a like it's 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 shocking to me how this is not talked about with Billy Napier. This is not talked about Steve Sarkeesian. This was not talked about with Dave Aranda when he went to Baylor. This is not talked about whenever you have all of these coaches that go to their first their, their first coaching jobs. We're not we're, we're all hyped about them. Lincoln Riley goes to USC. We think USC is all of a sudden going to make the college football playoff. But for the sake of Christ. Brian Keith Kelly goes down to Louisiana to coach a football team and now he all of a sudden act like he can't coach and recruit. I, look, and again, man, this is not an, an indictment on Brian Driscoll. Again, I wish he would come on the show and, and inform us on some stuff. But you can't, you can't say that kind of stuff about people and then not answer for it. Because if you're going to say that, then, I, then tomorrow I want to see him on somebody else's show and say the same thing about Florida. Because you know, you know how I feel about Billy Napier, dude. I've been in Billy Napier's Jansport backpack on his team since he got the job, and nobody has this problem. He had. Did you see the picture on Twitter of his recruiting staff? Mm-hmm. Billy Napier has like four hundred and three thousand and two quarter coaches on his <laughs> on on his staff, bro. Like that's what it takes to be just that much better on game day. Like you just need that much. When, bro, I, I just. Please help me like understand if I'm if I'm losing it right now, or or if this dude is just got sour grapes and and butthurt that Brian Kelly left. Now, granted, I'm sure he likes Marcus Freeman. We all like Marcus Freeman. But but dear, for the sake of God, like can we can we let the season play out? 
before you say that he sucks and can't recruit and it isn't a fit? Uh, look, man, I'll say this. So I think <laughs> the the big game production, the big game production is is something that he's only pointing to the national championship games, like the big time games that they lost, right? That is fair in a sense. But to me, and, and this might be somewhat controversial, I think him coming down here to, to Louisiana and having access not only with no educational requirements, because you got to think about Notre Dame, educational requirements that you can't get. It's not like any other school where they are, you know, you have to get in. Like there's hurdles to get into Notre Dame, and there's hur- there's hurdles to get to play football there. But but down here, and you're seeing it with with some of you know our you know the players at LSU struggling right now, just on you know some you know some educational stuff right now. I, he doesn't have those restrictions down here. Uh, you know, it's not as hard to get down here. You can go basically anywhere around the country and get whoever you want, and there's no educational uh, hurdle to get here. So that's something that's contradicting himself. You know, in those statements, and you know, as far as as far as him being negative about that, let's see how they do this season. Let's see how good of a recruiter this guy is and, and Marcus Freeman up there and see how much they miss Brian Kelly and see what Brian Kelly can do with, with an open house basically now where he doesn't have any freaking educational requirements. He doesn't have any hurdles that stopped him from getting better players at Notre Dame. I think, I think it only goes up for Brian Kelly. I think he realized that uh, it was a great opportunity for him to come down to a great college uh, and a tough conference and, and all of that. So to me, I, I think he's missing that point. And a lot of people miss that point. A lot of people don't realize that what he did with those Notre Dame teams is one of the most impressive things, you know, it beats Saban. Saban has access to the best athletes in the country. There's no, there's no BS. There's no, hey, what's your GPA? You think they asked that? You think Saban's asking what your GPA is uh, to Bryce Young when when he's coming in? And now, granted, you know these kids could be smart at Alabama or at LSU. I mean, there there are some smart kids, but at Notre Dame, there are requirements to get into the university. So uh, I agree with you on that part, uh, as far as you know, he is contradicting himself in a way and in a sense with the LSU talk. So. And it's not even, and it's not even, just, and, and, I, and I know we have other things to get to, but I, I just, I cannot, like, it, 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 it's, it makes me so aggravated that we don't even give coaches the time to be successful before we're saying right. that they're not going to work out. And and I know this guy's an, a Notre Dame beat writer, man, like, or, or rather he's a reporter, he's an insider. I, I get that. Like, I know that he's got a biased take. I, I fully understand that. But you, but you have to be accountable for the stuff that you say. Like, and again, to your point, to your point, you just and you just said it now. Something else that I don't think people know about Notre Dame, and this is something that I went and found out and googled like throughout this. And by the way, I love Notre Dame. I, I, they're like everybody talks about them being like the New York Yankees, who you and I love, by the way, mm-hmm. of, of college football. They're they're historic, man. The new Rockney, like all, all the stuff. Like the, I, I get that, dude. Kids don't know about that. Mm-hmm. And so when you when you go to Notre Dame and you and you go to a dorm, they don't do dorms like everybody else does. From from what I've I've heard this point brought up this point brought up four different times. When you go to Notre Dame, you do not go to an athletic dorm. 
Linemen don't don't dorm with linemen. When you go to Notre Dame, you could be the the best quarterback in the nation, and you go to Notre Dame, and you could literally dorm with a biology major from from South Montgomery County. <laughs> like you you it, it is a it is a bubble society. Like you you are you, you, there is no. It's like you can't contextualize anything anything else. And so if if this now if this dude had like gotten like a degree from like Auburn and had spent time coming, you know, to, to Tiger Stadium or, or Death Valley, whatever they call it, and and wanting to come down to that that and see that and he can see, you know what, look, I've walked the campus. I know what I'm talking like, then then okay, like you've seen enough. You, you have, you know, a, an unbiased take on it. But if you if you're just throwing darts, not gonna fit, can't coach anymore, not the same coach as you was. Okay. Where like has LSU lost by forty five points since since because I'm pretty sure they went one and no they had a spring game they went one and no you can go into season <laughs> like it, that's what's happened so if now if he, they go out and they lose to Florida State and they lose by fifteen or, or twenty three scores whatever it is all right then then we got to come back and we got to reevaluate maybe this dude's on to something maybe he's from the future talk nice but, uh, but bro like get, give him a chance to coach and the same precedent has to be said for all these other coaches that are just getting their, their big time job, dude. Yeah. And, but, but we, so we support them because we support that, that kind of like, that's good for college football. UL Lafayette sending a coach to Florida. It's dope. Like that's sick. And now he's got one quintillion members on his staff. You know how many polo shirts that took to order? I bet they needed an NIL deal with Nike just to get that or Jordan, whatever the hell they have. Like, yeah. Anyway, I feel like I, I feel like I'm taking <laughs> crazy pills right now. Like Trey, anyway. in, in the wise world, words of my girlfriend who is in the chat, shout out to my girl Tina. My Trey is cracked. Tina, Trey is cracked right now. Anyway, he, he had a moment. Get 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 me onto something else, dude. Before I have to like take, <laughs> take more omega three. I am I am looking forward to next Sunday uh, when LSU takes on oh Florida State, dude. That's gonna be. Uh, a great game. We're going to have a lot of action on that game. But we are not talking about week one. We are talking about week zero. So, hype. so just Bring as a up. reminder, just as a reminder, our full betting cards are on patreon.com slash fourth and one podcast. We, it's physically impossible to go over our entire card. And and, and I'm going to show it soon. We literally just got new lines uh, for some quarterback stats for quarterback player props, which I'll show relatively soon. So like, that's a, a pure example of why we want to do this. It's a uh, it's a structured deal, and you get both our both our cards, and uh, you have access to talk to us. So one dollar a month, Patreon.com/slash Fourth and One Podcast. Do not forget to go sign up. Uh, We've got some bangers on there. We'll discuss a few of them uh, on here, and and honestly, we're not going to withhold. You know, we're not going to be like, oh yeah, well, go check our favorites out on the Patreon. We're going to talk about our favorite ones. So, so I'll start it off, and, and I'm a player prop guy, man. I'm going to start with a player prop, and uh, and I'm going to go with the first game of the year, which hey, is now. which is Nebraska yeah. taking on Northwestern. Ramir Johnson, the running back from Nebraska, over 62 and a half rushing yards against Northwestern. Is that what it is? 62 and a half, okay. uh, I believe. So I locked in at 330 today at minus 115. I've got two units on it. Okay. So here's a couple things. Northwestern last season was dead last in the Big Ten in rush defense. And, and when I say 
dead last, they were almost 50 yards per game worse than the next worst team. So that's 600 yards total in between the two, you know, the next worst team, not the first place team. So, so they were horrific on, on rush defense last year. I don't see them getting any better. Uh, maybe they improve a spot or two. Maybe they they fit the gap between 600 and so yards and, and stuff like that. But uh, to me, Ramir Johnson had a great freshman year. He's coming into his sophomore year. And the thing that I really like about this bet, there's no more Alex Martinez. Alex Martinez, if you remember, took the majority of the snaps as far as carries are concerned as the quarterback, he split carries with the quarterback. The quarterback probably rushed more and and don't get me wrong. Alex Martinez is a great runner as a quarterback and he's going to do well. I believe he's with Kansas state. Is that where he went? Trey, do you remember? I, I, I think he went with Kansas state. I'll go double check that, uh, you know, while we're looking on that, but, uh, Alex Martinez is gone. He's not the quarterback anymore. Casey Thompson is the quarterback, the transfer from Texas. Uh, he is not much of a runner himself. So I think he's going to get, 75% 75% to 80% of the snaps as the as the lead back. And and 62, I mean, last season, even while splitting the carries, he was getting about at the number at 60 yards a game. So I foresee him easily hitting 80 or 90 here. Um, you can even throw him in for a touchdown. Uh, you might see that on my card if you sign up on the Patreon. His, his, his touchdown is there. Uh, it's a good stat. So I just really love this bet just to start off the college football season a really inferior run defense against a high powered and a sophomore is only going to get better. So, uh, you know, coming off his freshman campaign. So Ramir Johnson over 62 and a half rush yards to start the betting off, man. I'm so excited about that one. 1130 AM central time uh, on Saturday. Uh, Trey, you, you take off. What's your next bet? Um, so I, and, and again, guys, as far as the Patreon is concerned, it, if you hit one of these bets that we're talking about, it pays for your full season for the Patreon. It's a, it's one dollar. It's the lowest it can be. It, it's in, we can't make it free, uh, but but there you know most of the time there the, the the Patreon will be good for the kind of bets that we just don't have time to kind of go into here. So look for that to be updated. I'll, also, we'll send out you know notifications to the members if, if you sign up for those because um, those kind of those odds do come out. Like I said, every every day things can change. You take take things off. You know, put things on. Uh, the one I'm going to go to today, and I know that, you know, Anthony and I kind of talked about this back and forth a little bit. Um, I'm going to go a- away from from that because I do like that pick, by the way. But I'm going to go away from that for a bit, and I'm and I'm going to contradict myself a little bit. A little bit. Oh, I know where you're going. A little bit. I know where you're going. Here. Everybody here knows, and, <laughs> and watch out. Watch out for the Saturday night. I will neither confirm nor deny Saturday night, but just watch out for Saturday night. Um, we will be locked into Hawaii and Vanderbilt. Everybody here knows that I've got that I've got Vanderbilt over two and a half. Anthony does too. Um, uh, look, look, we 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 need that. We're picking Vanderbilt to win. I, we are. However, Hawaii is eleven and one in their last twelve home op- in their last twelve openers. They are eleven and one in covering the spread. The spread's eight and a half. I understand that we all want Vanderbilt to win. All I need them, I just need them to win by a point. Like I, I'm not asking them to go out and set the world on fire and throw for 5,000 yards to not make this too difficult on everybody. History sometimes has a way of repeating itself. So let's just go with Hawaii plus eight and a half. That's minus 110. That's easy, bro. I'm not asking you to lay a thousand. It's plus eight and a half minus the 110. Vanderbilt to win. 
We have that on the on the over for the season. I get it. Maybe not bet that number. I think it's juiced to like two six minus two sixty for Vanderbilt to win. I don't like that, but I do like Hawaii to cover two and a half. Yeah, I so so look, I am okay with that. I uh I am personally on the Vanderbilt money line. It's a lot of juice. It uh, it's included in, in some parlays. It's not you know a solo play where I'm. I'm betting ten dollars to win two. Well, that's fine. That's cool. uh, but yeah. I mean, I I'm okay. I I do, you know, as a fan, hate pulling for the oh, I need to win. <laughs> I don't need to win by seven or more points or eight or more points or whatever it is. Uh, those are sticky situations, man. But I support it. Uh, the statistic backs up Hawaii covering. Uh, and I'm all for stats, so I'm okay with that. I might end up tailing that and adding that to my card as well. I like it. Um, and look, man, Benner, that's a big game. That's a huge game for me. <laughs> I really need Vanderbilt to win that game. That I'm gonna is. be, I'm gonna be so locked into that game. Uh, and it's the last game of the night too. So like, we've literally gone from the first game to the last game. Let me find something in between for you here. And and look. UConn. We're not talking about basketball. We're not talking about women's basketball. We're talking about the football team, the UConn Huskies against Utah State. Now, you're probably thinking, wow, you're really going to take Utah State minus like 30 or whatever the hell it is. I'm taking both teams to score over 59 and a half total points. And, and here's why. Utah State returns their Okay. Utah State returns their quarterback. Uh, I think he was like top 10 in the country in passing yards last year. I think his name is is T. Bonner. I, I don't want to get his name wrong. Uh, last name was Bonner. Uh, shout out to Matt Bonner, the, the basketball player for the Spurs. Um, good comparison there. Utah State is a very good offense. They were second in their conference last year. And and UConn has an atrocious defense. I I think anyone can look at that team and see that. The thing that that's going to get me over the hump here is that Utah State's not the best defensive team. They're they're a below average defense, and it's the first game of the year. I just need two touchdowns from UConn, two touchdowns, and I'm there. And I think UConn gets two touchdowns. I don't think it's hard to ask to get two touchdowns within four quarters against a, a subpar defense, uh, unless they've dramatically improved. I'm not aware of that. I've looked into you know the people they've got. I don't think Utah State has the booming NIL deals that are getting all these athletes over there, as far as the defense is concerned. So I, to me, I, the, all the numbers add up to them hitting over sixty. I think Utah State scores over forty points. I to be safe, I got them at forty-five. I think I think there's a world where they cover this alone if they really want to. But okay. they're just not a team that's going to go out like Bama or someone against these bad teams and go fifty to nothing or like fifty to three. Their defense isn't that good. There's going to be drives where their defense takes off, and I think UConn gets the job done and gets at least two touchdowns. If they get two touchdowns on the board, it's it's a mortified lock, and I will TikTok this and make that to where if they score two touchdowns and don't cover. I'll eat my crow there, but uh, but you know I think. I think that number gets over, and uh, yeah, it's UConn. We're not betting women's basketball. We're betting football, man. But we're betting both teams. We're not taking a dangerous minus thirty or a plus thirty. We're taking both teams combined. So uh, that's my second pick. Uh, 
Trey, where are you at? Anything else you got? No, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I've got a, I got a couple more for you. Um, okay. I'm, I'm gonna take this one, uh, and this is actually kind of like a, a very, di- like kind of different way. Um, I, I hate to, I hate to bet. We said this kind of earlier with the, um, with the, with the pit quarterback going down, and we start fading the team because of injuries. And, and I hate to do that, man, because it's not fair. It's like you're standing on, you know, the grave of an injury, you know, and try to make money off of it. Well, it's cutthroat game, and I don't care. So, uh, because of that, uh, yeah. North Texas lost their uh, their starting running back. Uh, UTEP's the home team. It's minus one. It's basically a pick 'em. It's also week zero, and the the, the plate and the I, I guess the 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 appetizers and the serving size of, of things that we have is uh, is only so big. So you really kind of have to you know look at you know what the best value is. And, and there was a couple of you know interesting little player props that uh that were kind of leaked so to speak, on, on Twitter to come out for that game, but they aren't going to come out until the day of because it's really, really hard to come out with a mathematical composition for numbers on a UTEP team. Yeah. <laughs> so you could they could they could come up with something dumb and then they hammer it and they go down a million units and then they're screwed. So yeah. uh, look, look for that on the first day. But I, So I'm going to take UTEP. I'm going to take them on the money line. They're also the home team. They're the home um, team, yeah. I think that I think that's easy money. It's a pick them. Uh, and yeah. UTEP was good last year. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so was North Texas. North Texas had a good finish to their season. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're returning the same amount of volume that UTEP is. I think they lost a lot of people, and like you mentioned, they're dealing with some injuries right now. UTEP is returning basically their entire offense, and uh, their offense was pretty damn good last year. So I don't think that one's going to be – I think that might be a touchdown game. So the fact that it's a pick them. Uh, you know, like I said, I might, uh, I might eat my words on that one, but I completely support that. Uh, and look, maybe I've got that on my card too. Who knows? But I'm definitely supporting it, hundred percent. Okay. And uh, I'm going right back to the venerable game, and uh, and to kind of finish off my side of things here. Mm-hmm. Here's how I see the game going. Okay. I think the first half's close. I think, I think it, <laughs> there might not be a lot of home. Uh, home energy, like a like an SEC crowd, that's going to really sway uh, the Rainbow Warriors uh, to get their their team motivated. Honestly, a lot of people are probably just at the vacation. Uh, so, but I still think there's some first half jitters on both sides. Uh, to me, I think minus three and a half for Vanderbilt in the second half is a is a great value play. Uh, it's minus one ten. Uh, I think Vanderbilt dominates the second half. I don't think it's close. I think I think the first half is close. I, I'd like to hope Vanderbilt uh, is in the lead in the first half. It might be tied. And they might be down a little bit. But I definitely think they cover minus three and a half. And, and in the world, and this could help both of us here because you've got the plus eight, I'm honestly hoping for Hawaii to have a good first half. That works for our favor because I just – I don't think – I don't think Vanderbilt's going to choke both halves. I, I think they're going to come out in the second half. They're going to run the ball a lot. They have a very good run team. They're worse in the SEC, obviously, but when you're comparing them to all the big schools, uh, it's tough. But right. as far as as far as them against Hawaii, uh, they are definitely superior. They have better athletes. And if you try and argue the other way, you are just making a fool out of yourself. So <laughs> I like Vanderbilt minus three and a half. That's the last one on my card. And – I, before we get into your last one, if you've got one, we we want to also make a note that before we even film our next episode, we'll be live next Thursday. There will be some games starting for week one. 
So, and I think Trey has a game that he likes that he might give his breakdown there too uh, for week one, and maybe he can end on that. But that is something that you'll have to check out the Patreon for. It maybe will give you some late night flavor there during the episode uh, for the late games, but there's a ton of games on Thursday to start out week one. It's actually a pretty damn good slate on Thursday, way better than the week zero slate. So be on the lookout for that. We, you know, we can't obviously get them here, but they will be on our Patreon. So don't forget to check that out. And, uh, and we'll conclude here with Trey. I think, I think I know where you're going. I might've thrown you for a loop, but you've been supporting this one team uh, on their regular season total and they're getting points in the opening game. Uh, I think you want to break that one down. If not, maybe I'm just, Speaking out of nothing. So what do you got? <laughs> no, so the so the last of my week zero picks, and I will get into it, but I'll you know I'll try to make it uh try try to make it as, as easy as I can for for those of you at home. Uh, I, I'm gonna go with uh, with Nevada to to, to win. Uh, I'm gonna go get them to cover uh, at the at the minus nine line with uh, minus one ten on that. Um, frankly speaking, I to for all intents and purposes, one of my first three sports bets that I ever made was uh was against a new mexico state uh basketball game and i got <laughs> burned and hosed by them so forever fading them and they're just a bad football team uh, uh give me nevada i know they're replacing a lot but they do have a, a much more uh sound to me from what it looks like a sound you know line of scrimmage so i, I might have to eat crow on that but i, I feel kind of good about that one minus nine Another good one would would be if you try to project how much they win by, you can get I think plus two sixty if you project Nevada to win by seven to twelve. So yeah. if you like that a little bit better, if you want to maybe get weird with that, uh, then I think that would be a kind of a good go. Um, and just a sneak peek into this one, man, and I'll kind of give this one away. Like I'm not going to give them all away because week one is uh, we have a loaded card for week one, uh, and those numbers are probably we're going to have to lock those in. Um, you know days before because you know how it gets whenever it gets close. Um, but, but the little preview that I'm going to give, obviously you guys know how I feel about West Virginia. I just need six on the year. Uh, we're, we're fading Pitt, not we're not fading Pitt on the season. Okay. Cause like I told you before, their coaching staff has done a lot with a little. So as the season goes along, history says that a good coaching staff will put the pieces together, but they lost their starting quarterback. Man, West Virginia is playing them in week one and they're getting the touchdown. It's plus seven. I'm going to take West Virginia plus the seven. I love that pick. I feel really, really, really good about that. I'm not really telling you that they're going to come out and beat Pitt I, because that would be like a full underdog take and you'd have to lay, uh, you know, a little to get a lot. So I'm not going to do, you know, that just yet, but I will take them plus the seven, man. We're just going to fade Pitt uh, here, here for a little bit, but shout out to, uh, shout, shout out to, to, to Pitt, man, because that's a really, really hard thing to do. Nobody wants to see their quarterback go hurt. That's a gut punch. Uh, to, to, a, to a fan base, that's a gut punch to a team. And so I really do want to see them, you know, perform, you know, great. I just don't want them to – I just don't want them to beat West Virginia yeah. by two scores. <laughs> nah, man. I uh, – look, I, I, I'm i pumped, man. I'm so excited. I wish we could talk more. Uh, I mean, I I think y'all start to get the grip. But we have to, like, condense our, our, our conversations because there's just – we were trying to get everything into a 30-minute span. Uh, Edward Wittick, who's getting a hit tonight? This is – share the algo. No, this is a college football podcast, bro. Uh, shout out to Cody Welsh with the UTEP pick, man. We That's definitely support that. Agent Bear, uh, you know, look, we, we support everyone that wants to come here and give us some views, whether you like us or not. Uh, 
We love every every single one of you guys. Uh, I hope you support us. Sign up for the damn Patreon, dude. <laughs> We're trying to make y'all coin. If I could have made it for free, I would have. One dollar a month, five dollars total. And also for everybody in the chat, give us a like, man, really quick. Just hit, hit the little thumbs up. It helps us with the algorithm, helps filter us to the top of the recommended. Whenever you open up the YouTube app, we want to be the people that show up. And again, this is going to be something that, that happens a whole lot more frequently here. We're no longer in, in, in the, the, the span of time in which we don't get college football games. It's here. Like we're, we're you know, we're 48 hours away from, from teeing it up and kicking it off. So, yeah. you know, like the video, please. Please, please, please give us a like and a follow if you can. Yeah. Um, and, and I've got to make one more comment before we get off. Edward Wittick. How about oh this? How about we make a deal? Oh, God. Anthony Rizzo is getting two, three, and four bases tonight. This is completely off topic. If he gets four bases, you sign up for the Patreon. That's a free pick from Russo. Same for you, Cody Welch. If you're a baseball better, I don't know if you are or not. If you are, Anthony Rizzo is getting four bases tonight. Max. He's going to get two, three, four. If they get them, sign up for the Patreon. That's a free baseball pick, and that's not even my strong suit. And we're giving out free plays like it's nothing. So, Anthony Rizzo getting four bases tonight for whoever's watching. If that hits, sign up for the Patreon. We're just trying to give you all free money, dude. I'm, I'm tired of giving away free money at this point. So, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, Trey, any last words? No, no, man. I think that's uh, I think that's solid. Again, I appreciate all the, all the love and support, guys. There's, there's a lot of um, – the, the DMs that we've gotten, the messages are outreach, the response, and it's, it's it's a growing channel. We're new. We're just being born. But there's so, so, so much that I wish we could tell you all that we just can't can't tell you just yet on where we're going and what we're doing. With they this. are this is, coming, though. We are coming with it. But it is coming. So, again, thank you, guys. Give us a like. Give us a follow. And get ready to make some coin. Deuce.